12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Unquiet Blood, 12-Sided Stories 5E Vampire the Masquerade Show. This tale is rules light, story heavy, and covered in blood. And now, our GM, Mac Beauvais. Everybody and welcome back to Unquiet Blood, a game of Vampire 5E. And this is the second episode of our second season. So yeah, we made it to episode two. So excited. I am your GM, Mac Beauvais, and I've got some wonderful players with me that are going to introduce themselves, starting with Wes. Hi, I am Wes Otis. I am playing John LaRoche, and I am really high on cocaine hi i'm Pooja. i'm playing isha and i have gotten my you know feral rage on both in hunting and in world derby tonight so things are looking up i'm michelle otis and i'm playing maria zog german artiste and she's just enjoying some roller derby right now hi i'm saint spider and i am playing dia guillot who uh because of John is also coked up, but uh, doing some doing some experiments in Oregon consumption rather than uh, tawdry sex. <laughs> I alt J Holtham playing Lucas Luke Rage Adamson, uh, and I am beer covered, surprisingly not on cocaine, <laughs> and definitely spoiling for a fight. Nice. Okay, and uh, just to recap, everybody had a hungry when we started, so everybody did something about that. It was the night of the big roller derby battle between the I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to say the wrong roller derby name. It's the Vicious Vixens, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The derby yes. yep. There was some snide laughter from Gladys, who's a Nosferatu, who's part of the Derby Dames. And unfortunately, it seems that the owner of Wild Willies, Edie, is being escorted off the premises of her own establishment when we left it. So that's exactly where we're going to pick up and go <laughs> and see. <laughs> well, I, for one, am not going to let that happen. I don't care who's taking her or why. I'm going to go over there and stop them. All right. How are you going to go about doing that? She's being escorted by two very large looking people, one man, one woman that have got her between them, but are not physically like dragging her out or anything. It looks like she's going head down, but willingly with them. Well, I'm going to pick the big one and do a tackle about it. Okay. Let's do that then. Uh, So it's going to be strength plus brawl. Strength plus brawl. Okay. So that's four successes. Four successes. Holy shit. Okay. They face plant. Uh, You take down the dude and just face plants into the ground. Nose shatters and the tang of blood reaches your nostrils. Mm, I love that smell. Love it a lot. (laughs) Is it human? No. Mm, Even better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just savoring that smell. So the woman with him is going to turn around suddenly and she's going to take a swipe at you. 
oof, swiped real hard. You are currently on the ground, so it's going to be very easy for them to go for you, and they got five successes. Ow, that's a lot of successes. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of successes. And just hauls off and kicks you full in the side with a steel toad boot. Ow. Oh, that's gonna hurt. And you can tell they are holding back, and you're going to take one damage. So it's one from my health? Yes. Sure, understanding what I was doing. Ooh, okay, well, I didn't like that at all, so I'm gonna punch her. Strength plus brawl. And that's another four successes. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. You managed to basically roll off the other person and grab her head and like bring it down into your knee and slam her head and she goes falling on her ass. Edie turns to you and don't, 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 stop. Edie, run. I look at, look around for somebody. Maria, grab Edie. Jesus. I'm rescuing you, Edie. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> Do any of us recognize who these people are at all? Or can we roll for that? Because we all caught awareness, right? I'll say you recognize one of them. The woman that just got her head slammed into a knee is Raina, who is a gangrel and part of the enforcement for the Camarilla. Oh, so this is official business. We just beat up official business. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does Maria know it? Because uh, yeah, I mean, do I do I recognize Reina? I think you all probably would at least know about her, even if you haven't had contact with her, because she's like one of the main enforcers for basically the overseer of the Hollywood area. Okay. Well, before the fight, I was considering being like, wait. Perhaps we can talk to these people. Too late. Too late. Too Way late. Too late. Way too late. Honestly, I wasn't ready for a fight, so I'm coked out, but I'm nervous. You know, I think I want to run more than, or just like, my experiments are in the back. Like, what's going on? Got <laughs> uh, uh, big guys out cold. Starting to get up off the ground and pull himself together. Okay, so they're both conscious, and Edie is like, stop, stop, stop. Right? Yeah. I go in, but I just take Edie to the side. I don't whisk her off anywhere, and I and I just you know say, "Are you all right? What's happening?" Well, apparently there was a body found in my dumpster that was very obviously killed by one of the kindred, and someone reported me for it. So no, I'm not okay, if that answers your question. Do I have a suspicion that it's John? Oh, you could probably make an educated guess. <laughs> okay. You've known him for a while. I go over to John and I say, John, this is your fault. You have to fix this. So, uh, are you a Sagittarius? John, uh, what? You said I could talk with him. John, do you see what's happening near the door? <sighs> yes, Edie's uh, leaving with some friends and Lucas is doing his fuck the world thing. <laughs> <laughs> they are not friends and you know that. This is your fault. Fix it. If I deal with this, my high is going to be gone and Thomas here won't be as, as fun as he would regularly be. Fix it. Fine. So I make my way over to the kerfluffle. You notice that the woman that has been assaulted, the, the large enforcer woman, um, her nails have started to grow out into longer claws. They look like long cat claws. All right. Everyone, please stop. There's been a, a misunderstanding here. You're damn right there is. What misunderstanding? 
Edie's not at fault here. She 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 knew nothing about the man in the in the alleyway. It, it was my fault. It was your fault. Yes. Now put away your claws and and we can talk, okay? You can come with me, but there will be no talking. John, don't go with her. I should remind you, you you know who my uh, sire is, and if you take me, all that's going to end up happening is she's going to get pissed off, and then we all get to deal with her, and I I don't want to do that, and neither do you. I'll be more careful in the future. I report to the prince. I am bringing Edie, and this is her establishment. It is her responsibility to ensure that- nothing about it. It's not her fault. Let's not be idiots about this. Now put away your claws. Look, you cannot- either come with us or you can stay here. All right, if you insist, but we know how this is going to end. And they just look at you with a head cock like, who the fuck are you? Edie, I'm sorry they took you. I'll uh, I'll make sure it's all okay, okay? Oh, she's coming with us as well. Oh, No, no, that's not happening. She needs to stay. It's not her fault. It's all or nothing at this point. You've pissed me off enough that these are your options. All right, nothing. Let's do it. I think you're outnumbered. If you take me, then you get out of here. If you don't, then it's a problem. Do you understand? I'm giving you me. That's all you get. That's the all and the all and nothing. I will repeat myself only once more. Attacker. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For a vampire on cocaine, I gave her all the chances I could. You were pretty, I feel like you were really lucid and reasonable considering how high you are. (laughs) Okay, what are you doing? I just go for her. I just knock her into the wall. All right, give me a strength plus brawl. All right. And I'm going to roll for her. Better hope she doesn't roll well. (laughs) Trust me, I am. I got two successes. All right, she has five. Ooh. And you guys greatly underestimated the age of these vampires. You start going towards her, and she grabs you by the throat, slings you around, slams you through the wall, and you can feel claws starting to slide into your neck. Ooh, okay. All or nothing. We're going to talk, that's all. But the prince has, let's say, requested the presence of Edie, and you all are welcome to come along with her, but she is coming with us. This is not a first offense. Not a first offense. Yeah, okay. That changes things. Who's been <laughs> who's been sullying our playground? Have there been bodies often in this dumpster? Cause um Well John did say I'm sorry about doing that again. Yes, I've I've done it a few times, but I I didn't think it was that many. I go other places. God damn it, John. God damn it. It's like, you know, I have hospital connections. Like, come on, this is sloppy. (sighs) I just bury my face in my palm like, oh, John. Obviously, none of you have been on cocaine for very long. (laughs) (laughs) Sloppy is what is it all about? Um, So I acquiesce. I say, fine, if, if you want to put your head on a platter, take me in. All right, let's go. Her and the other enforcer that was with her, whose face is still pretty splattered across there, kind of looking like an impressionist painting at this point, take you outside and they have a big unmarked van outside and offer you a seat in the back of the van. Is anybody else going with? I'm going with. Is everybody going? All right. They load you into the back of the van and start driving. There's no windows in the back. You can't see anything. 
passing and there's grating between the front seat area and the back of the van. They start driving across town and end up at a hotel building and escort you up to the penthouse. You will wait here. Mr. Store will be with you momentarily. And you all know that Mr. Store is the prince of Hollywood. Whatever. They step away, leaving you in a very bare bones looking room, sort of that Scandinavian chic (laughs) (laughs) sort of design going for it. And there's a little bit of like waiting music and it's very pristine. Is there a mini bar? Sure, why not? And I will drink. I will grab a, the largest and best bottle available and open it and start drinking it. Okay. You want to roll to see if you're getting drunk? <laughs> I'm not sure. Why not? Let's let's see how that goes. Let's see how your constitution is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just for funsies. Let me see. What do I want you to roll? Uh, let's just do a stamina roll. Just a stamina roll? All right. Yeah. Why not? Let's see how this goes. That would be no successes. I got a five into three. Hooray! And you are definitely getting very drunk off of it. And before you know it, the bottle is completely demolished. Excellent. Even better. I'm going to smash it. That's at the moment when somebody comes out to the receiving room and sees you smashing it and just shakes their head and rolls their eyes and goes, Mr. Store will see you now. Cool. Thanks. I'm gonna ask this person. Hey, are we um are we prisoners or like an audience or what? What is the situation? Just for clarity, let's go with guests. Guests who can't leave. Yeah, I suppose that's the way you could put it. Okay, all right. Sure. Felt sure. that way. Just wanted to check in. I'm coming down. <laughs> <laughs> and they roll their eyes again and just hold the door open for you to walk in to the room beyond, which again is very pristine. It's got that sort of minimalist Scandinavian look to it. The two enforcers are there on either side of this large desk and seated behind it is a hulking gentleman with a big braid of white blonde hair. You probably have never met him, but know at least by reputation is Mr. Store, the Prince of Hollywood. And he's got a very neutral face on right now, but you can tell just looking at him that this is a very, very old vampire. Um, I'd like to check around the room just to see if there's anything um, like a trap or anything kind of hinting as to what's about to happen. Sure. So go ahead and roll. Let's do wits and awareness. Two successes. I got a nine and a seven. You notice that there are these vents on either side of the room that you can't quite tell what they're for, but they've got blinds over them that are made out of metal. If something were to vent out of it, aimed just at where an audience with the prince would stand. Okay. We're in the strike zone of maybe something. (laughs) No? Okay. Well, uh, let me point that out to my compatriots here. And just with a slight nod or nonverbal cue, because I'm sure we're being observed very (laughs) closely. But I guess I I don't know anything else about it. And Mr. Store kind of steeples his fingers. And again, sort of neutral look on his face. I hear we had a bit of an incident earlier this evening, and I'm very glad you all could make it here to have a discussion about what we could do to 
make sure that it doesn't happen again. I'm just looking at John. Oh, I, I guess you're, you're sp- look, I'm very sorry, sir. I decided to get rid of one of my people and did it in an unceremonious way. It ended up causing some unwanted attention from your organization. Yes, I would say so. It's not Edie's fault, though. She did nothing. Actually, none of these people did anything. They just came to my defense. Miss Martin is responsible for her own establishment and for the patrons that come through said establishment. She knows this. True. I know. But if you don't know about something, then it's very hard to make a judgment call on it. Wouldn't you agree? Are you attempting to accept full culpability in this incident? I believe I did. I even told your enforcers that it was my fault and that she should be left out of it. I know that I did something... After you attacked them? No, they attacked us first. Well, they attacked Edie, and they should have known better. You will understand that I am disinclined to believe that my enforcers took the first swing, considering... No, what happened was... They took Edie, and we suggested that maybe they didn't, and Lucas decided to try to defend her because he's a good person, and I, uh, I then went over... No one in this room is a good person. Well, what is good? Anyway, <laughs> the point is, is I went over to talk to them, and I took full responsibility, and they then decided to, to push the issue even further, and so then we acquiesced once we realized we didn't really have a choice. But I did say I did it, and I took responsibility for Well, I appreciate your candor in this discussion. And seeing you all here makes me feel that perhaps there's an opportunity to be had that could be mutually beneficial. I mean, Maria, what do you think? Are we all ears, as they say? Of course. I think that we have to hear what he wants to say. I love that you seem to think that you have a choice in this matter. You know, pretending you have a choice makes life a little easier. He kind of cocks his head to the side and just gives you this blank stare. Never mind. What is this opportunity you're going to hoist upon us? Well, it seems that we have a bit of a pest problem in my city, and you all seem quite capable of providing some measure of pest control, and perhaps some of your indiscretions could be overlooked should you take care of it for me. Which one of these two you want me to kill? It's their problem, let me tell you. They suck. And you see Mr. Store for just a second, his face flinches, and there's just this look of pure rage. His hand sort of flickers over what is an obvious button on his desk before resuming the casual demeanor and, and steepling his fingers once more. I just casually lean out of the way of the new. <laughs> just, just chilling, just leaning. I'm just staring daggers at the guy whose face I rearranged. Just staring him down. If you are all quite done with your attempts at humor, we seem to have a pack that has moved into town that I fear may cause us some future problems and would like you all to ensure that doesn't happen. 
a, a pack. A pack of what? Werewolves? Naturally. Disgusting. My intel says that they're hiding out somewhere in the Hollywood Hills, but they are erratic, so it is impossible for me to tell if that's still where they may be residing or if there's more than one den, and I would like you to find out and eliminate the problem for me. If we do this for you, how many incidents can we can we then have overlooked? I just want to know, like, can Lucas beat someone up for no reason at all because they're wearing a, a tie? Or something like that. I just That's a good reason though. That's yes. a really good reason. Yes. I just <laughs> This deal will only assist you with past indiscretions. Oh. This is not a free card to do as you would like. Yeah, this isn't like a get out of Valhalla card you're saying. And again the hand sort of flickers over the button on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't lead this group. I just talk a lot. What does everyone else think? I'm okay with it. Werewolves are so interesting. I wouldn't mind getting a carcass or two to work with. I'm in. Yes, good. You could probably find them just by their stench. Yeah, those upstart bitches need to go. They are enemies of art and beauty. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've got us. Lucas said whatever, so... You're going to have such a good fight, don't worry. <laughs> he turns his head towards Edie. Miss Martin will be staying with me as an assurance that the job will get done. All right. How, what does Edie look like in response to this? Edie looks petrified. Absolutely petrified. I say, but... Mr. Storr, you have to understand she has an establishment to run. She's not going anywhere. The establishment will be seen to by her underling, and she will remain here. Also, uh, we will make sure we work as quickly as possible to get her back. I should hope so. Now, in the meantime, should you value your skins, you will leave my premises, go and get yourself some rest wherever, as sunup is nearly upon us. And you will report back once the job is done and no sooner. All right. So, yeah, I guess I, ha I start heading out. All right. And uh, he watches you go. The uh, assistant who let you in opens the door, sees you out to the street level. They do not offer you a ride anywhere. And you are well across town at this point. What time is it? Is it like 5 a.m. or something? It's getting to a point where crispiness could ensue if you do not find somewhere to go relatively quick. And he knows that. Mm. Asshole. Are we close to any of our apartments? I stay at the Derby, so. Yeah, you're you're well across town from that. So is there anywhere else we can hold up in, in the meantime? Where are we in town? The roller rink is more like central Hollywood, and you are now out towards a Beverly Hills type of area. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, I ain't got no friends in Beverly Hills, man. Maria might. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the hoidiest of toidiest hotels that you could be at. I'm guessing Maria might have a connection through her art connections. Sure. Okay. Would you like to make a pay phone call? Because you don't have a cell phone. Because, haha, 70s. It's the 70s. They don't exist yet. No Uber. <laughs> I was about to suggest Uber and just remembered in time. I was about to say, can we flag down a cab? But in LA, if it was New York, maybe. Exactly, in LA, 
plus traffic. Well, cab, cabs used to be a thing here, <laughs> even. Yeah, but you didn't flag them down. You had to call them. One of you calls a cab while I call my connection. So who are you calling? I'm calling a former member of my herd who married very well and and lives locally. And I'm going to say her name is, we'll say Jessica. So the phone rings enough that you're almost worried that they're just not going to pick up. Then you hear very groggy. Jessica, my darling, it's Maria. I'm so sorry to call so late. Uh, you mean early? Oh my god, what time is it? Jesus. Well, I'm in sort of an emergency. I'm too far from my apartment and we're near sunup. And I have some friends with me. I just, I thought you'd given up partying like that. Well, you know how it is. Uh, would it be possible for, for my friends and I to come and stay uh, at your house just just for the day? And, and tomorrow night we will leave. Um, I have to, I, Paul doesn't know about you. You could just say I'm a former art connection. H- how many people are we talking? Um, myself and four others. Oh, and... You know I always travel with an entourage. You could write it off as that. I'm I'm trying to think of where we could put you in, in the house. It would be dark enough, and uh, it would probably have to be, like, one bedroom between everybody. I, I could maybe throw up some extra blankets over the windows, or I don't know. I'm going to have to figure this out because uh, Paul likes light and airy as a design aesthetic. While Marie is on the phone, I just yell at her. Look, if this is not going to work, I know a surgeon with a huge refrigerator in his backyard. (laughs) Please, if we can make this work, Jessica. (laughs) You owe me. Yes. Yes, I do. All right. Here's the address. Thank you so much. Okay, so whoever's called the cab, I'm hoping it's here by now. Yeah, the cab is, you can see it starting to, to roll up and you all cram in. The taxi driver has also been partying hard, it seems like, and is pretty stoned and just, hey, where are you going? And I give him the address. Cool. It smells great in here. Yeah, that's right. I'm sitting up front. <laughs> that's the guy. Is, are, are you holding? What are you holding? What you got? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's not cheap stuff. I mean, I'll pay. Yeah? Yeah. And just reaches over and opens up the glove box. And it's like a, a mini pot shop in there with like all these jars that are all labeled. Love it. Oh, yeah. So I'm definitely buying the good stuff. All right. So, yeah, you go ahead and make an exchange. Change and it's just like cool. This ride's on me. <laughs> Thanks for your business. Cool, man. Cool. Very cool. I'm just chatting about like like terpenes and like the crystals and like formation. And it's like, have you tried growing, but like inside of a covered area inside? Like I've been working on this thing. Just blah 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 blah. <laughs> he misses a turn because he's listening so intently to you. <laughs> and you guys get to the house like it's going to be in the nick of time. He's trying desperately to keep you in the cab to keep chatting because this is blowing his mind. <laughs> 
I'm going to reach up just from behind and just stroke my fingernails down the side of his face. <laughs> like, it was so nice seeing you, but we have to go now. Whoa, chill out. It's okay. It's fine. We're, we're cool here. Everything's cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I just get out of the car. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like waving out the window. Ciao. And then <laughs> drives off. Enjoying the show? Then take a moment to join our Patreon, support the podcast, and get early access to episodes and bonus content. Head to 12-Sided Stories Patreon today. And it drops you off in front of a palatial manse, and it's very, very Beverly Hills. You crunch up the driveway to the front door. Okay, uh, ring the bell. A very weary-looking Jessica comes and opens the door. Okay, um, I got one of the bedrooms sort of blacked out. Just don't go near the windows if you can. I I did my best with... It's nice to see you. I give her a big hug and I say, thank you so much. It's so good to see you too. I really appreciate this. Go on up and sleep well, I guess. And hello, everybody else. Yep. Hello. And kind of gives a funny look at the rest of the group because this does not look like your normal, you know, attache, but it just kind of shrugs it off. Okay, so I guess we go and we sleep as, you know, safely as we can. <laughs> yeah, there's like one bed in there and like probably somebody sleeping in the closet. I'm in the closet. Dibs on closet. <laughs> I'm in the closet, yo. I'm going to sleep in the tub near the medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> they got a nice big one. Cool. So I'm going to make a blanket for it. <laughs> the day passes uneventfully and it is nighttime again. And you all get to do a rouse check, which we haven't gotten to do yet because this is your first time waking up in game. So a rouse check is basically to see how hungry you've gotten during your, your slumber. And so you roll one die, six or higher succeeds on being not so much hungry. I am not so much hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm not so much hungry. I'm not so much hungry. I am hungry. So yeah, add an extra dot to your hunger track. If you rolled under a six, what would you all like to do? I think first I would suggest that like we get somewhere out out of, you know, Jessica was nice enough to let us stay, but we should get out of here. But I do want to have a conversation about the Camarilla and this whole thing. Where do we want to go to have a conversation, guys? Uh, not the roller rink, obviously, or the derby. Uh, we could go to my hotel. I mean, I've got all those rooms bunch of, you know, hangers on, hanging out there, groupies and whatnot, but we can go uh, kick the missiles out of a room. All right, cool. We head over there, I guess. All right. Everybody, I'm sorry that my desire for cocaine has led us to this situation, but I'm also getting kind of tired of the uh, structure of our situation. I don't think someone should. I mean, it's LA. People die in dumpsters all the time. No one's going to find out it's a vampire. Yeah, I don't like having my chain yanked by anybody. I don't care. Yeah, me neither. Somebody reported that body because it was a Nosferatu who was way too amused at this whole situation. Gladys. Mm -hmm. Broken jaw Gladys. I should have done more. Just break her jaw. Yep. Next time. So the question becomes, do we maybe split up and one of us checks out this pack of werewolves and the other people checks out broken jaw Gladys? Works for me. I'll go after the wolf. 
I'd, I'd like to see how my handiwork is doing on Gladys for sure. Do we know where she is though? You do not. You could. You do know how to probably get in contact with the other roller derby group. Besides Lucas, I can go alone. You can trust me. Oh, I, I can trust you. Yes, I know. But I don't think you should go alone with a pack. Mm-hmm. I think I'll go with you. Maria, where are you going to go? Well, I think I'll go with um, to talk to this Nosferatu. I don't like Yes, let's shake her down. Talking's not really my style. Maybe you should come with us. I think I'm going to go after the dogs. Okay. Can you bring me back a liver and a heart, if possible? If they get a little ripped up, that's fine. I just need them in like a baggie or they don't even need to be cold. I just, I think that that would really help me out. Just, just, you know, if you can. We'll do our our best. Thanks. So that's how we're going to split up. Three and then two. Okay. So who wants to start on their love? Lovely journey first. As we're leaving, I'll say to the other two, now, are are we just going to track these things tonight, or should we be at full capacity when we try to take them on, or are we just going to be reckless like we usually are and get in trouble and possibly die fighting a bunch of werewolves? Your regular Ebo is reckless. That is true. Um, mine on the other hand. <laughs> have any of you ever met or have information about werewolves. I don't, but I have a lot of academics points. I have two occult points as well. And I'm from the Tremere, and I know that they're the scholarly branch, but nothing specifically about werewolves. Sure. Lucas has never met a werewolf, never encountered one, but feels, and doesn't want to tell anybody this, but feels a sort of, not natural kinship, but a like, we could unite against a common enemy kind of feeling here, and is very eager to try out some of his arguments against the ruling order on a werewolf. Oh, so I'm not getting that liver. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have heard about werewolves from other gangrels since they hate us so much. And the feeling is mutual. I'm sure John had some kind of knowledge of them after almost a thousand years. I don't see how he wouldn't have, you know. The most basic knowledge that you all would have, because I'm sure there had been whisperings about various other night creatures, they are terrifying. So there's something that is very dangerous to vampire kind. Just as a heads up, you would be going into this knowing that they are tough as fuck. So maybe reconnaissance tonight and then tomorrow night we get together and spring a trap of some sort so we don't end up kibble. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how we feel. We'll check out how they're living. I mean, maybe they're cool. I don't know. As someone who doesn't want to get ripped to shreds, I understand this. Mm-hmm. All right. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page there before we proceeded and make sure that you are aware before you make any final decisions. <laughs> are we going with Team Werewolf or Team Gladys right now? I'm down to, to start uh, looking for this lady. All right. Let's see. All right. So we got to find the Derby Dames. I got to get that contact. It's just someone who's number I know, or do we need to meet up in person? You would probably not just have it off the top of your head. So you could probably go and find out their contact info at the roller rink at Wild Willies. Oh, we got to go back. (laughs) So let's do that. 
All right, so you, you make it back to Wild Willies. Everything's in operation, moving smoothly, and you all would know that Edie has uh, a few people that are working for her. In fact, those people are ghouled, which means that they feed a little bit off of her blood every once in a while to be kept sort of as servants to her. And they're like, they're in between, like, they're not fully mind slave. They they have a bit of like independence and stuff. Okay, cool. I, I definitely want to know who's the head ghoul then. And I want to see if they've had any contact with Edie. That would be Juliet. Juliet. All right. And Maria, have you have you met Juliet before? I'm sure I have. Yeah. So go search for this late. Hopefully she's in the head office, I would assume. Yeah, the head office is the door is closed when you arrive. All right. Just uh, it would be rude to just open the door and knock. Yeah, come on in. Hi, Juliet. Oh, um. Hi, what uh, can I, what are you doing here? We have heard a bit about what's going on. I'm trying to be vague just in case she doesn't know we're at fault. We're, Edie's not here wondering, we're just wondering where, where Edie happens to be. Happens to be. I think you know where she happens to be. I saw her getting dragged off the other night with all of you. So if anything, I should be asking you where the hell she is. Okay, so no, no contact with her. No, is she alive? She is alive and she is safe for now. Um, we have a question. Do you know where we could find Gladys? Why do you want to know that? Well, we had a bit of a interaction last night and I just want to check on her jaw actually. You know, it's my first broken jaw mend uh, on the fly and um, I, you know, I was a little bit rough. I just, you know, just a little bit of professional courtesy. Okay. That's weird, but okay. I mean, I don't know where to find her. I mean, she's the broken jaw probably didn't hurt the whole face thing she has going for her anyway. I laugh at them like, <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't have her phone number. We don't get the individual phone number. Is this going to help Edie? Because that's really what I care about. I'm just going to go ahead and be really blunt with you here that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm due for some more, um, blood very soon. Uh, so yeah. It could help Edie because we need information that Gladys has. To be honest, Gladys, mm, she's probably the tattletale, to be honest. And, uh, snitching is bad. Look, all I can do is give you the name of the manager for the other team but that's that's about all that i have and it better help Edie because uh yeah i'm kind of jones in here side note do ghouls die if they don't get a blood infusion they go they go kind of nuts okay so this is uh <laughs> willies is at stake here yes <laughs> the management is in trouble okay oh dear okay yeah it, it better help uh because i uh, i don't want to see this place change hands and i really also need Edie to be back understandable i'm kind of like observing oh shoot uh can i see how much time is uh, the, the ghouls might have like to see if we have some sort of do we have less time than Edie does or maybe it lines up well let's see how about you do a role with intelligence and medicine oh sick that is Woo! 
Ooh, that is, I can't count. That's six, six die. All right. It's just like, hmm, three, four. I have four successes out of six. All right. You've seen addiction before, how people start to look. She's kind of twitchy. Her features are a little sallow and definitely you get the impression that feeding time is very soon and probably a matter of days, if not hours. Oh shit. Okay. Would any vampire's blood do just to hold them over? No. Okay. That would interfere with the bond. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought at least just to hold them till she got back. <laughs> like it's, it's like methadone. Yeah. So she scribbles down a phone number for you for the manager for the other team, a guy named Raish. All right. And uh, is Raish kindred? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Not as far as, as Juliet's aware anyway. Okay. Uh, more delicacy. I'm so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I say it with no humor in my voice. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Juliet, uh, for the number. We'll try to get this done as soon as possible. I I understand that this is uh this is dire. Yeah, it it really, really is, and for more reasons than one. So for a moment I actually like feel bad. And this whole time more everything's been kind of like interesting, but this is like the first time I'm like, oh, we've really set off some dominoes here. <laughs> I feel bad, Maria. <laughs> um, but if we're done, then I'm I'm good to get out of here. Unless there's anything else you want to do, Maria. No, I think we're good. All right. So uh, I don't want to be impolite, but uh, please uh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. And that's where we're going to end it for now. So thank you everybody for tuning in for episode two of Unquiet Blood. I have been and will continue to be your GM Mac Beauvais. You can find me on the internets is at strange like that. That's the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook's website, Ouija board, crystal ball, whatever you have, smoke signals, fun things like that. And I'm going to let everybody else tell you where they can be found, starting with Michelle. I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on Twitter at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find find my music on plate mail games through drive through RPG or subscribe to battle bards. Hi, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at LA Daisy girl. That's L A D E S I girl and pretty much everywhere else as forgotten saves. You can also find me on happy Jack's RPG and occasionally on it's probably okay's Twitch channel playing other games. Hi, I'm Saint Spider, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Saint Spider TV, all one word, and also on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Saint Spider, all one word. See you there. Y'all, you can find me at Jay Holtham on all the various socials that you know and love. You can also find me on It's Probably Okay's Twitch channel and sometimes on Happy Jack's RPG. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I am Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter and uh, you can find the show at the number 12 cited stories on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on our website, which is just 12 cited stories, all spelled out one word. If you want to help out the show, you know, give us a review on your favorite podcast platform, give us a shout outs on social media or join our Patreon and get cool exclusive content. And again, thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Until next episode, stay spooky. Stay spooky.